Christmas time is near. For Christians, we are in the season of preparation, which is called Advent. First Baptist Church of Athens offers devotions prepared by our members to complement your spiritual preparation for Christmas. Their personal stories give witness to the light of Christ, which brings hope, peace, joy, and love into our lives. Today's personal devotion is given by Mark Lancaster. Listen as our youth and college students welcome you into God's presence, singing O Come, O Come, Emmanuel, accompanied by Ye Young Hong on cello. Christmas is an annual event, both secular and religious, that brings a smile to most of us. The lights, the trees, the special events, parties, caroling, gatherings with family and friends are usually the things that come to mind when thinking about the Christmas holiday. For me, I love wintertime, and to have a Christmas with cold, windy weather made it all the more special, and in the hopeful event that there might be snow Well, that just put it over the top for me. Christians have the advantage of knowing and experiencing Christmas from a holy perspective with the coming Messiah and the celebrated birth of Jesus that takes place this time every year. For most all children, and maybe even a few adults, Christmas takes us to a place of wondering, hoping, wishing, and maybe even praying that we might receive that special gift that we've been thinking about for months. When I was a kid, I wore out many a Sears wish book during the months of October, November, and December, turning down the pages, making a star by those coveted items that I could only hope would help Santa clearly get my message so as to not be disappointed on Christmas morning. So for years as children, Christmas meant getting, receiving some kind of gift that we had written in a letter to Santa, which no doubt made its way to the North Pole. Both my parents came from big families. In my father's family, there were three boys and three girls, him being the youngest boy. My mother's family consisted of one boy who was the eldest then followed by seven girls, my mother being the third in line. Every Christmas, there would be family gatherings on both sides of the families, 
but every Christmas day had to be spent with my mother's side of the family. This was pretty much a commandment from my grandfather. This happened in the same fashion every year until my last grandparent passed away in 1992. When asked about which Christmas that stands out the most, it would be the Christmas of 1972. I was 16 years old that Christmas, and the events that followed have since made a huge impact on me. One of my mother's youngest sisters had two small children, Glenn, four years old, and Jenny, 23 months. Earlier that year, my aunt had gone through a pretty rough divorce and was having a difficult time dealing with the situation. This was the first time I was seeing the effects of divorce on a close relative. This would also be the first Christmas that she would be alone with her children. So my mother decided to ask my aunt and her two children to spend Christmas with us, and she graciously accepted the invitation. There were two occasions in the small community church where I grew up that were paramount above all celebrations, which were homecoming that was held on the first Sunday in June, dinner on the grounds, of course, and the Christmas Eve program. The church would be decorated in a simple country fashion with a live tree hanging with mostly homemade ornaments from the members of the church family. On Christmas Eve, presents were brought to the church and placed under the tree. The space between the floor and the bottom of the tree would be covered in a mountain of gifts for young and old. Every year, children were given parts to learn and recite on that evening. After that would come the Christmas play, which always included choir singing familiar Christmas carols throughout the course of the play. After the program, the children were instructed to come to the front of the church and sing. The last song they would always sing would be, Here Comes Santa Claus, at which time Santa would come through the front doors, greeting folks as he walked down the aisle handing out candy. He made his way toward the children and took his place in the provided chair at which time children would sit in his lap and have a small chat with Santa. Older teenagers would take gifts from under the tree and hand to Santa, making sure he could clearly get the name of the children correct and then call them out. The kids would make their way to him, sit in his lap, and receive their gift. This was the first time my cousins Glenn and Jenny had experienced Christmas in this fashion. After the long events of the evening, we all made our ways to our homes, having thoroughly enjoyed the program. All of this was very familiar to me as my family had this year to experience every December. What made this particular Christmas different for me were the events that took place after the church program. As my aunt and two cousins settled into our house, Jenny would sleep with my sister. My aunt and her son, Glenn, slept in my bedroom. For the first time that I could remember, I had to give up my bed and sleep on the couch on Christmas Eve. In addition, I also had to stay up after my cousins were put to bed, and per my aunt's instructions, I was given the job of putting Glenn's racetrack together in front of the fireplace, so in the morning when he woke, it would be ready for him to play with. Now I know what you might be thinking. What's the big deal? Well, there is no big deal, but small deals 
small things, small changes I made that year that changed my view of giving. Many times when we think of giving or sharing the light of Jesus at Christmas, we probably think of giving in big ways. Of course, there are big ways to give, which quickly grab our attention. Some are able to give in big ways, and those are very important. But many of us, probably most of us, are not able to give in big ways, but rather in very small ways. First, by giving up my bed for my aunt and her son, and then by giving my time to play Santa putting the racetrack together. To this day, I have no idea how that Christmas affected those three family members, but over the years, it has remained a favorite Christmas for me and has also changed my definition of giving. Jesus ultimately gave in big ways by virtue of his birth, stepping out of eternity and stepping into our time as a baby. After constantly giving during his life, he gave big again as our sacrifice on the cross, giving us the opportunity to have eternal life through him. Many ways of giving, big and small, but all, if done in the light of Christ, can speak in big and small ways to others of our love and devotion to him, showing his light to others. Jesus' life was lived in a way that constantly gave. May we, at this season of the year, find ways to give that share the light of our Savior.